All right. I think we're live. Are we live in the house? <laughs> yeah? Are you giving me the green light, Chad? Good on my end. Okie dokie. All right, you guys. We had some tech issues, but nonetheless, we have an amazing, amazing presentation, class, episode, live cast, whatever you want to call it tonight. Um, but first, before we get into our discussion, I just want to thank everybody so much for all of your inquiries, um, questions for registering for the mystery school. It sounds like a lot of you guys are getting so much out of these uh, classes, which are so grateful for since we're putting a lot of effort into sharing this information and this information is paramount. This is paramount, paramount for us to share this information. So feel free as you are going through the episodes, watching the archives, preferably in order that you share these episodes with your friends and family, at least those ones who are ready to hear the information that we are sharing. So before also we get into our class today, um, I want to let you guys know that we have a new society, the Sacred Anarchy Society. So if you want to go ahead and join that, I'll be giving you guys some information on how to join absolutely free at the end of our class today. I also wanted to share, because I keep forgetting to do so, that the Sacred Anarchy book is for sale. It's on Amazon. You can get it in the Sacred Anarchy shop, but this is going to be the handbook for really uh, what we are discussing in all of these episodes. And it really is about self-rulership, self-leadership, and that is the great work. So if you're interested in the Sacred Anarchy book, be sure to check it out on Amazon, or you can go onto our website and check it out there. All right. And then of course... My wonderful co-host and Hello, Bo, Chad. All right. Glad to see you all again. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and get into this. Like we're, we're doing part two uh, about the divine mind. So last week, um, last episode, we, we were discussing, um, you know, left brain, right brain, masculine, feminine attributes um, of our consciousness and unconsciousness. Um, so we just do a quick little re recap about left brain and right brain. So left brain, masculine consciousness, this determines our analytical th thinking, math, science, language, reasoning, logic, uh, practical thinking, order and control, right brain, feminine, and unconscious mind, uh, seeing over emotional intelligence, creativity, intuition, expression, imagination, empathy, compassion, and risk-taking. Well, I wanted to say something here because, you know, language and communication, uh, reading, writing, these are all newer things, believe it or not. And they really are stretching the, the left brain. So you're going to see very clearly how easy it is to become left brain dominant or in this more masculine, uh, conscious, um, society that we live in. So we're really going to invite you guys to explore this right brain activity that has been very much neglected. Yeah, the, the the focus on the discussion is definitely right brain oriented. Um, as Angel said, our our uh, 
our school systems, our the way our society functions is completely left-brained. It's it's all rational thinking. It's all order. It's um, doesn't recognize emotional intelligence or creativity or the unconscious mind at all. And without having a grasp on our unconscious mind, we're only really only using like 10% of our brains. We're, we're, we're being controlled by that 90% that we're not accessing mm-hmm. because we don't, we don't exercise it. We don't flex it. And we can already see just from this one slide that, you know, this is how we get into hierarchical systems and societies where something that is very dominant, like in this case, left brain dominance, uh, creates the suppression uh, or imbalance, I should say, of the right brain. So what we're looking to do in everything that we do here at Sacred Anarchy is to create a holarchy within you, meaning creating a holistic community in harmony within the mind. So let's move move on. Uh, another little quick recap from uh, last episode. Uh, as we said, 90 to 95% of the human mind is unconscious. It, it, it takes, the unconscious mind takes everything literally without distinguishing between positive or negatives. It exists only in the present moment. Uh, unconscious mind represents the feminine part of our our, our thinking. Ancient c- civilizations actively worship the goddess and feminine side of their being for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Um, and the rise of monotheism in the last 3,000 years wiped out all worship of the lunar mother, leaving mankind only a solar father to connect mm. with. This is a symbolic solar father. It's uh, a connection with the sun, the man, mankind, his story, all of these mm. little uh, masculine attributes that sneakily like got into our language and our our, um, our way of viewing reality. And this is so important because again, if we do not understand our ancient origins, if we don't go back far enough, we're not going to get to the root. And if we're only going to look at the mere last hundred years or last 2000 years, we're still not going to get enough data to truly understand what has been going on uh, in the collective unconscious, as well as our own personal uh, personal minds. To know thyself is to know the universe. So if you only know 10% of yourself, you don't you're not in control of your whole being. And if you're not in control, someone else is taking control. Someone very easily, someone can slip things into your unconscious mind and mm. take uh, take the wheel and, and run with it. What's that quote? Like, if you don't rule your mind, somebody else will or something like that. That's, that's uh, the quote, many people live day to day. Um, so moving on to the fresh material from this week, Um, we're going to go a little further into the destruction of the divine feminine and, um, just expand upon what's going on with that part of our, our world. And, uh, just take a little biblical quote here from Exodus, uh, 24 of the Hebrew Bible. The second commandment given to Moses was thou shall not make any graven images 
nor any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. So, you know, that's the second commandment that goes, that's well before thou shalt not kill. Um, so it's a really important important thing they're they're trying to kick down to the to the population at that given time so you know it leaves me to think what is what's considered a graven image you know what is that so let's think you know ancient cultures did not have written language um they had ways of of notating uh their their world around them through hieroglyphics, pictures. It was, it was mostly a language of art and a spoken language. So a graven image was art in the ancient world. That was the way that you communicated uh, your, your deity, your day-to-day -day life, you know, your belief systems. So here we have a couple, you know, graven images of the ancient world, the ancient Greek, um, you know, statue of Venus, uh, Sumerian uh, carving of Ishtar, a fertility goddess, and the Egyptian Maat. It's interesting because we all can feel energy, you know, and but yet we don't always trust it. And it's that energy, or in this case, the images. Uh, which are this feminine component, you know, energy is what I call the invisible world. There's the, the life forms that are taking place uh, outside of our, our conscious view or our physical view. And the more that we tap into the invisible world, or in this case, images, art, uh, we start to reconnect with that right mind, that right brain. And so I think what we're getting here with the graven images is that the way that our ancient ancestors processed and communicated information was by having a holistic mind, you know, not only using um, speaking, but using art and energy to be able to convey messages. And if you really think about it, Energy says a lot without having to say anything. So this concept of language having to be uh, the way that we tell stories or learn anything, when if we start to develop the right mind, we're going to see that energy and the, the arts, the creative imagination are going to tell more uh, in terms of a story than anything. You know, sometimes the biggest takeaways are, in the pause. Sure. So the, the, the image, the carving, the art, um, spoke to the whole mind. It was the, it was a full language. It was a, a left and right brain language. So the, the symbol spoke much louder than a written word because you, you had a deeper connection with whatever it was. So if you were going to start a new, uh, religion, a new, cult a new um a new order of the world the first thing you would do is is cut people off from having mm. that connection with that 90 percent unconscious part of their mind um we touched upon the uh, rise of 
Akhenaten in uh, the 13th dynasty of uh, ancient Egypt um, and his you know first thing he did was destroy all the temples and all the, the ancient deities that were um, were uh, you know made up the the entire ancient Egyptian culture. Well, it's interesting, take it back, take it down to the modern day, where the word idol, the word idol is an ancient term, which actually meant image. So the worship of idols, the worship of images, of hieroglyphs, of these, the sacred art, those were the idols. But today in the modern day, it's been twisted and turned into, you know, the idolization of stars, uh, celebrities is what I mean here. Uh, and the uh, of politicians, of people in the famous, uh, in the public eye, uh, influencers on social media, the idols has taken on a completely different terminology than our ancestors uh, in, you know, using the graven image to communicate. A little typo mistake. Uh, that was the 18th dynasty oh. of Egypt. It's <laughs> the reign of Akhenaten. A little frazzled from the, the tech issues. <laughs> <laughs> so moving forward, uh, some more, some more graven images. So on the left, we see the, uh, some of the wall carvings of the Egyptian um, Dendera temple, which is the, Dendera Zodiac is the earliest man-made Zodiac that, that we've uh, uncovered. This is interesting because we're seeing what the, the lion and I'm wondering if we're seeing, cause I know the ancient Egypt Egyptians, Lions they celebrated a lizard. the new year uh, in Virgo season and then ended their year in Leo. So I'm wondering if this, uh, carving had anything to do with that right in the snake of wisdom you know just looking at these images you guys we are connecting with our right brain so you know studying art um, being immersed in the visual uh, especially if it's like a mandala or things that have symmetry uh, anything that's got these um, these symbols that communicate with the subconscious mind all helping to flex that unconscious part of us that needs to be brought to the surface and or at least um, honored and to bring back that holism within ourselves. So on the right, we have another carving of the Zoroastrian um, astrological carving of the of a man with a bull, uh, definitely carved during the age of Taurus. Another, another graven image. Can't have that. <laughs> so, uh, early church fathers prohibited astrology. The council of Toledo banned it forever. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, 600 years later, the dates of the Pope's coronation were determined by the Zodiac. The church's hierarchy employed their own astrologers, and signs of the zodiac appeared all over church furnishings, tiles, doorways, manuscripts, and baptismal fonts. A little. So you have to wonder, you know, why do they want people not to look into the heavens, into astrology? I'm sure we're gonna get into that in this series. <laughs> yeah, well, you you can go to the all the beautiful churches of Europe and see plenty of, 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 uh, carvings that are astrological in nature. And the Bible has you know, 
nothing but zodiacal references and numerological references. Couple, couple quotes here. Slam in the feminine. Uh, depreciation and loathing of women, her body, and by extension, the feminine has been expressed repeatedly by our intellectual and psychological forefathers. Uh, quote by St. Peter in the Gospel of Thomas, let Mary leave us, for women are not worthy of life. Wow. Well, that's nice. Mm. Uh, Tertullian is an uh, ancient Carthagi uh, Carth Carthaginian um, scholar. Woman, you are the gateway of the devil. Because of you, the son of God had to die. Another solid shout out to the ladies. Yeah. Yes. The so this what we're what we're going on from last week to this week is the the holarchy, as Angel calls it, of of a balanced masculine and feminine approach to the world and, and view of reality to a purely male dominated everything, physical domination, spiritual domination, psychological domination, just. Uh, and this is not just female, you know, this is like the feminine, the feminine within all of us. So Every one of us has a masculine side and a feminine feminine side. So this uh, war on the divine feminine affects all man. Caitlin Matthews has to say, our exile has not only been from the goddess, but also from nature. It is not surprising considering that most Westerners live apart from their environment protected by concrete roadways, consuming machine processed foods, and filled with media information to the detriment of the experience of our own senses. The seasons go unnoticed. We seldom touch the earth, eat fresh food, or observe the world personally. The sacred is a forgotten dimension in our society, which we ignore at our own peril. Wow. I mean, she says it all. This is, you know, the the rise of living in cities, you know, eventually smart cities. I mean, I was one of those people that always lived in metropolitan and cosmopolitan cities. You know, the allure, this is, if you can make it in the city, you can make it anywhere. And little did I know it was pulling me so far away from nature. So as we start to see our world start to change, I mean, we are creating a new world. People are starting to see that things are not right. And there is destruction and corruption that is happening at every angle. And every time you turn your head, you see more of it. And getting back to living in accordance to natural law in with nature, um, with our inner world, our invisible world, and most definitely our feminine. So this is perfect quote. Yeah. You have, you have to look at the world around you. And I, I know some of you live in serene country, uh, natural landscapes, uh, but a lot of, a lot of us do not. So you, Take a look out in the world and, and just think and absorb how unnatural, how many of our own actions are uh, that we take every day and how we live, uh, how removed they are from the environment, you know, how we, how we 
you know, the domiciles we exist in to the, the way we, we obtain food, uh, how we never connect with the night sky. We're always in artificial light at night inside. We're not sky gazing. And even if you can go outside, you, you, you can't see the, the night sky because of all the, the, you know, um, uh, light, you know, pollution, yeah, and light pollution the from the cities, streetlights, et cetera. And then just look at the news, you know, just another, another week of, uh, school shootings. You know, well, look at virtual reality. Person. Everything is just living virtually with a pair of goggles. You know, yeah. there's really no, it's, it's, everything is done in this manufactured way, moving us further and further away from, from nature, which is obviously moving us further away from our own feminine energy. The, the people that we see um, lashing out, like almost languishing in, in their, their, their existence because they, they're not connected with their unconscious mind. They're not, mm. they're not connected with the beauty of their own chaos and uh, connection with art, um, music, and it just, it spills out into all these perverted ways um, not speaking sexually, but just just a perverted way of of attempting to connect with uh, the feminine side of our psyche. Well, and this is where all the subconscious behaviors, you know, people not knowing why they do what they do. They don't know why they can't break that habit. They can't uh, make these decisions and have them stick. I mean, there's so much that goes into this. And if you actually start studying the feminine par part of yourself, you're going to realize that the subconscious mind is kind of on autopilot and it's, you know, running the show, so to speak. So if we are only 10% using our brain and, and the 90% is being filled with a bunch of other subconscious subliminal messages, then we're not, you know, answering the question of, I don't know why I can't fill in the blank, um, is going to be very easy to answer when you start to realize, well, what am I watching? Who am I listening to? Am I in nature? Yeah. There's so and, many things. Paying attention to what you're listening to, you know, a little recap from last week as, as well is that this, the unconscious mind is completely subjective. It doesn't, it only takes direction from the conscious mind. So if your conscious mind isn't attempting to connect with the unconscious mind, someone else is in control of your unconscious mind. Mm. It's it's empty. It, it's just ripe for the taking. So someone else is spilling the suggested thoughts into your head, the the desires, the um, you know the the their chaos is feeding what's in your unconscious, not your chaos. Absolutely. Another Leonard Schlein quote. Um, when asked, most men will gallantly express their admiration for women in general and profess a profuse love for their mates in particular. Despite these touching personal testimonials, society is rife with misogyny and patriarchy. A cursory glance at the current newspapers or television news reveals a global society in which the majority of men disdain women. While some cultures are more egalitarian than others, men's actions suggest that they believe firmly in their superiority over women. And again, you can, you know, you might not recognize 
that within yourself. You know, you might, oh, I know I, I love women or whatever, but it's like, but the behavior I think is what we're getting at here that, you know, we are doing things subconsciously. And so we might be like, let's take porn, for example, you know, watching porn, you know, might seem like an innocent pastime, but if you really get to the root of why somebody watches porn, you will find there is a poor relationship with the feminine. Yeah, this is all, this is all psychologically and, and spiritually speaking, you know, men are on the vast, vast majority of men are not in touch with emotions. Uh, they're not in touch with uh, creativity. Um, they suppress empathy. You know, just look at the the rituals that men take part in, in, you know, Western society in particular, it's, it's football, it's mixed martial arts, it's extreme physical, you know, violence, everything is a, a left brain dominant, um, you know, activity. And even if it's a game show, it's, it's left brain factual, like regurgitation, mm-hmm. um, work. Yeah. Very much Money, pushed upon. Math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so let's get into this. <laughs> here's the here's what the modern um uh the modern society or the architects of of our society will project as the strong um uh the strong feminine um archetype. Archetype. This is and this is considered a um uh what would you say a, a um A, 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 almost a feminist like right you know like this the, is me expressing myself i'm okay with my sexuality there's these uh, but this is uninhibited unbridled mm-hmm. i am woman hear me roar but it's this is a this is the perversion that i'm speaking of it's it's so not feminine this, this is like the the masculine dominated society's mm, version right of what they want to sell you as femininity but you if your conscious mind is thinking that that this sort of thing is a strong feminine that's now telling your unconscious mind that that's acceptable that this is it's normalized this is, this is normalized you know so is there any question as to why everything's going down the tubes around us well, and then we create everything as artificial, you know, so again, going back to which we're going to get into uh, of having the artificial feminine energy that is within us, you know, whether that's Botox or plastic surgery, I mean, we're getting into the cha- the creation of the artificial feminine to uh, inter to, to infuse into our society to replace the authentic divine feminine energy you were you were born a hundred percent whole with masculine and and feminine uh left brain and right right brain attributes through your schooling through religion they take away all of your all of your uh, divine feminine attributes I take them away and then 
they sell them back to you as this perverted idea of the feminine, but it's not whole. It's it's a it's a half-hearted attempt. So it, it doesn't. And it's not just you. women. You know, this isn't just changing how women see themselves. I know we. You know, I've heard many people discuss like magazines. You know are part of the reason for, you know, eating disorders and such, but this is also ruining the masculine, the male's feminine energy, because again, they are also being programmed as this being the feminine. You see what I'm saying? So it's working both ways. Yes. This, these are pictures of females, but this is what man and female see. So we're all getting subconsciously programmed we're, from this we're all screwed up and, and yeah. again it, it's 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 inverting the masculine um as well because you're just not the masculine side of is thinking that it, it needs to react in a certain way to attract the false feminine so it's like turning both parts of your your psyche into artificial like shadows of what they they originally were i, I mean and just to kind of because we've obviously chosen celebrities here, but, you know, Hollywood is entertainment and it has been confused that this is art and everything that is from and produced from Hollywood is intentionally for an agenda to fill the mind. And so it's very rare and ask any musician. I've even heard Prince quote this. I've heard David Bowie talk about this. Like it's the music industry that it's not, it's not art, you know, it's manufactured. You could speak on this. <laughs> yeah. What, what is art? Art is true. Art is a spontaneous creation of, of a, or a spontaneous expression of free will. You are doing that, which you pull from your unconscious and create it. What we see on this screen and what we hear on the radio waves or is manufactured. Netflix, that that is business. That mm. is a that is a Wall Street backed, banking backed uh, agenda to sell you a specific product. So if you're only creating a song to sell the song to those people, you're not really creating. You're not you're not creating a, a spontaneous. Uh, act of free will you're you're just producing a product you're trying to make a bet a, a, a better cheeseburger yep. one that people will buy and it goes back to the unhealthy masculine which is you know in within us all the obsession with money i mean we'll eventually i'm sure do an entire episode on money but we're talking about the feminine here but this is exactly how they're all working hand in hand yeah and it, this is uh, Again, this isn't just like a, a a business thing. I don't want to make it just all about the acquisition of of money for these people. Uh, there are ex there are social engineers behind all of the giant acts that you see, the movies you watch. These social engineers know what makes you tick on an unconscious level and is is playing that because you are not in touch with it right it's like they've impregnated you with subconscious programming and now they're playing us like an instrument exactly pan and his magic flute there, there we go I can't look at these people anymore. yeah we gotta go <laughs> we so gotta get on with this some 
deep uh, knowledge from our, our godfather, Carl Jung. Mm-hmm. Modern man does not understand how much his rationalism has put him at the mercy of the psychic underworld. He has freed himself from superstition, or so he believes, but in the process, he has lost his spiritual values to a positively dangerous degree. His moral and spiritual tradition has disintegrated, and he is now paying the price for his breakup in the worldwide disorientation and disassociation. What would he... what would he think if he were to see the world today? I mean, he wrote this in the forties, maybe the thirties. It's it's amazing. So this is probably the quote that, you know, really I dive into in this book, this concept of egregores, the concept of the un- underworld that has been tainted with the, the demons and the, you know, the devils and such. But here's the thing. We all have an underworld. It's called the unconscious. And until you understand what's in there, then you're going to always be afraid of it. And what's in there is in, is these invisible energies, thought forms, egregores, uh, things that we don't see with the human eye, but we are creating within us. We are creating, and they are creating the environment in which the certain kinds of thoughts, right? Like the deep desire for pleasure and masturbation and porn, you know, and then continuing to fill the, the, the subconscious mind with these sexualized artificial feminine archetypes, everything goes back until you master at your under, you, you get your unconscious mind into your own hands. You're at the mercy of egregores, which is basically a, a community, an astral community of thought forms that that everybody is playing into that is things that are socially accepted. They're egregores. They are things that have been tainted um, by programming. So when you watch television and you see symbols, those are all intentional. So until we stop being afraid of the underworld and instead start digging in the underworld, you know, this is what I call the tunnels in which man is trapped. So these tunnels in our psyche, this is where we are easily manipulated because we're not flowing naturally within ourselves. So it's very easy to trap us in these, uh, these tunnels where fear to even leave. So this is why people won't even look into the egregores like demons, dame, uh, Lucifer, Satan, all these like, you know, taboo concepts. They won't even look into the origins of why those words are even relevant. And that is what I'm talking about in the Sacred Anarchy book, because this quote is jam packed with everything that we need to dissect and understand wholeheartedly if we are to truly create a new world. Yeah, we, we've we've we've. Um... We've allowed ourselves to be fooled into thinking that we are an advanced <laughs> place in civilization because we have running water and I have a uh, flat screen television and I have, um, you know, uh, a couple cars and, and all of these, you know, you know, we're, we're speaking on the internet. Uh, but these are all left brain you know, masculine manufactured devices, not that we don't enjoy them, but this doesn't mean that we're, we're in a better space. Like, uh, psychologically, spiritually, we are 
we were going backwards over the last 3000 years to, to not be in touch with the, the feminine side of our psychology uh, just leaves us empty. You know, we think we're being rational in mm. in all of these ways that we are open-minded, open-minded that, that we, the way that we, we choose to understand the world, the, the world, but most of us, we said earlier, uh, earlier um, podcasts um, aren't thinking our own thoughts. We're, we're part of a, we're part of a group egregore uh, thought form of just a group acceptance of how things are. And ancient ancient people knew that they had a mythology. They knew that their goddesses and gods were uh, uh, metaphorical and allegorical mm -hmm. to explain the world around them. It was it was enriching, whimsical, enriching mm -hmm. uh, storytelling to understand their place on Earth and the heavens above, and the thoughts in their own mind and how their body worked. But over the last 2,500 years with monotheism, everything has become completely literal. The, 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 the characters in the Bible are looked at as physical human, human uh, characters, the same way that we would look at the characters on uh, uh, a Marvel movie or, a, you know, a, a, whatever Hollywood big, big picture film, but it's, it's not, it's all allegorical. It's all speaking on a deeper level. Yeah. And it's ex esoteric. Yeah, it's all versus... esoteric. It's all right brain. It's all zodiacal. And here we are living in a left brain dominant society that only gives us the exoteric version of everything. So superficiality and lack of deep true connection is nearly void you know people that are starving for deep relationships and wondering why they can't find it and and here they are thinking they just can't attract it or whatever but it's because the the majority of man is indoctrinated and void uh, and not in touch with this feminine energy that would create true connection so, you know, his, his last sentence here is that we're paying the price for this breakup between the left brain and the right brain, and the masculine and the feminine. The feminine's out the window, you know, 2,000 years of, you know, no, no feminine part of your psychology. So we're all disoriented and disassociated. We see it every day, the chaos, you know spilling out in the city streets and in malls and schools. So since there is no feminine, how do people cope without having that part of their psyche mm -hmm. to, to balance them out? And as we were saying before, they take it away from you. Your, 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 your feminine extracted <laughs> is extracted. It doesn't exist. It's pounded out of you from a young age. Don't dream. Don't, you know, you'll never be, you'll, you, you'll never be what you want to be. You can't you know. make any money from your art. Yeah, you can't, you, you just got to like get in the, go in the, the, the fucking failure factory and get your degree and, and <laughs> go work in some job you hate until you die. So how do people cope? And so this is how people cope with their dissociation and disorientation. This is the new feminine. 
pharmaceuticals. That's the artificial feminine. You 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 feel you feel a little little frisky in the head. You, you got you actually having creative thoughts. Can't have that. Your doctor's going to prescribe you a pill to suppress the feminine even more. Well, it's giving us these so-called good feelings um, to play into what has been missing in our psyche. You know, so here we, it's so easy to sell something to someone who doesn't understand that it is available naturally within you, but you have to create the right environment for the authentic version of something. So think about like herbalism, right? So most pharmaceutical drugs are a synthetic wannabe version of some herb, but it's all created synth synth uh, synth <laughs> synthetically. <laughs> and so, you know, and they're doing that with everything. So it's like, you know, a blow up doll, you know, sex blow up doll. Everything is coming to this artificial version of how do we connect with nature? Oh, no, we're not going to grow our own, own herbs or create our own tinctures and infusions and decoctions. No, no, no. We'll just get the synthetic version and that will be our healing aid. See, this is the feminine is the healing, the natural healing part of ourself, the body, the mind, the spirit is all designed by design to heal itself. But if you don't create the right environment and you continue to utilize artificial remedies, then you're never going to create the correct biome for the body, the mind, and the spirit to come back to homeostasis. Just want to speak uh, symbolically um, for a moment. It's the you know symbolically the 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 feminine, the the chaos uh, is you know emotion is always referred to as the water, the the ocean, mm. the, the deep the deep ocean. So when you look at this slide of all these pharmaceutical companies' names, what color mm. is over you know is is overwhelmingly represented in all their logos? Blue. It's all ocean. It's all water. It's fake emotion. It's fake feminine. And if you dig in on, on some of these uh, individual logos, you'll see other uh, other feminine traits. You'll see uh, Novo Nordisk with uh, a Taurian bull with uh, a lunar uh, crescent moon looking up into a moon. So there you go, a lunar goddess. Uh, a bull, the Taurus, the, the sign of stability and, and reliability. Uh, I don't think you're going to get that from uh, Novo Nordisk. I think that's so fascinating. Yeah. So, and then blue being the color of trust, yeah. you know, trust us with your health. We will help you heal. So let's keep it going. Yeah, fuck the pharmacist. So there's your pharmaceutically enhanced empathy. What else you got? Oh, liquid unconsciousness. So here's the new unconsciousness. Alcohol. It's the number one most abused uh, drug of choice in the West. Um, you don't want to deal with the chaos within, so you, you create some artificial chaos. 
Right. You. And this is where it's like the word unconscious even gets like a bad rap. Like, oh, he's just unconscious. It's like, why did this word become like a taboo word? It's because they've created the artificial version of unconsciousness. Unconscious is really the deep sea in which, you know, everything that you want and desire just needs to be dug into. You need to swim in the abyss. You need to explore the void. You need to be brave enough to play in the dark. You know, we're taught from a, a, you know, birth to, you know, be afraid of the dark. Where did that come from? Right. This is all the programming from childhood to be scared of the dark. And this is all again, to bring us away from our divine feminine energy. Yeah, I, I forget. Was it last week or maybe the week before? We were reading some quotes, and and uh, one of the writers was referring to how you know you'll people will actually will show you who they really are for a brief moment when they are mm. extremely inebriated because they're actually in touch with their unconscious mind, well while under the influence of the the drug, and you know what you're saying for the, the consciousness, unconsciousness having a bad rap, the, you know, I'm going to say that there's bad actors within uh, truth movements and, and, um, you know, I'm going to say they're, they're, uh, they're just naive, psychologically naive, but you, you constantly hear the, the phrase like raise, raise your consciousness. And, and really the problem is your unconsciousness. You have to raise your unconsciousness. You have to, you right. have to, you have to become in the touch. Uh, you have to become unconsciously aware. Exactly. And this is exactly what sacred anarchy is all about. I am here with Chad, with all my teachings, with everything that I'm doing, trying to communicate with your unconscious, because if we can get that started to be brought to the surface, like, oh, I should honor my unconscious mind. Well, how do I do that? Well, do you have a dream journal, right? All, there's so many little things that we take for granted. I mean, dreams, what a fascinating uh, study, you know, to, to study the self, to study what's in your unconscious waters. And, um, you know, working with the tarot, you know, communicating with the subconscious, which is the mythic city method. I mean, there's so many ways that we can get in touch with it, but we don't even know because it's been hidden from us. Yeah. Well, first, first off is turn off um, your screen programming, social media, Netflix, whatever it may be. And, and uh, listen to music. Like just or listen. join the rise of Sophia yeah. library. <laughs> really, really listen to music, uh, look at art, uh, pull mm-hmm. up a, a, uh, Eastern mandala, uh, on a, on a screen and just look at the mandala and mm-hmm. meditate on that. That's what they're designed to do is tap in your unconscious. Uh, so one more, one more category of, of fake feminine drugs oh yeah baby. drugs weed i think there's a alternative um reason why over half the states in the u.s are are quickly legalizing uh decriminalizing marijuana it keeps people sedated keeps them more unconscious or more in, out of touch with their unconscious but it's natural it is a lot of drugs are natural but the thing is, okay, so even like, you know, 
mind expansive uh, ceremonial drugs like ayahuasca and um, cambo. There's a ton of all the frog medicines. But the thing is, we can actually get to those states without that. We can get to this state of, um, you know, through meditation and through working with the unconscious, you know, um, but psychedelics, you know, for those of you guys who are unfamiliar with Terrence McKenna, um, he talks all of his teachings go back to the the psychological uh, the the psychedelics, but he's not using it as recreation. You know, he's using uh, these. It's an alchemical process too. Yeah. But at, on some level, you know, our society is so programmed that um, you know using some of these more ceremonial drugs might be the first step. But just know that there is a lifestyle that must come from, you know, after the use of these kinds of drugs. But in this case with, you know, heroin and the pharmacy, the pills, um, and the, uh, chronic chronic abuse of, of yeah, just the daily, like this, the whole thing is, is like, it's one thing, you know, to, to dabble in weed or to do these ceremonial drugs, but you've still got to create the day-to-day life that supports and enhances and honors the divine feminine without those things as well. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the addiction comes from, you know, people actually getting in touch with the feminine side, the, the, you know, the, the drug allows them to, to feel something that they've never felt before. Um, and they so like that. They like that because they're kind of headed back towards the 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 whole being, but it's artificial, so it's never going to make someone truly whole. But they don't understand what they're really missing in the first place, so they're just they just keep keep abusing the yeah. You know, they keep continuing the cycle because it's the best they've ever felt. Right. And, Wow. I wonder what the little yellow pills are. <laughs> little yellow, different. It's the sun. Yeah. They're offering you the sunshine, the light within. <laughs> so we're going to be wrapping up here, but as I mentioned, um, you know, we're going to continue conversing about uh, creating a holarchy within and really what we're headed towards is creating a parallel society. And the timelines have already split. I know a lot of you guys have already heard of this, um, but we created the Sacred Anarchy Society, uh, which is a free community you can join. And I'm going to give you guys the link in a moment. But the idea of a parallel society is basically that you're not going to just move to a you know, buy some land and and remove yourself from civilization. It's really about just being where you are in the world and connecting with those who also share the, um, the wisdom that we're sharing here to be truly sovereign, to take care of yourself, um, mind, body, and spirit. And, and so that is about existing within civilization, but doing our own thing. You know, we're going to continue to grow spiritually. We're going to continue to improve. We're going to break bad habits. We're going to swim in the unconscious waters. We're going to play in 
the the world of of magic. And this is what we're doing inside the Sacred Anarchy Society. So for rising leaders of the new Aeon, a sacred holding space for open-minded individuals to support each other and become students of the mysteries. This is exactly what we're doing here in the live cast every single week. So ask yourself, you know, are you ready to rise? Do you want to join thousands of members who have already joined us uh, in creating this parallel society? There's people that are leading their own movements and we want to support all of them. We believe that everybody is here on an assignment. And when you know what that assignment is and you have the courage and the the wherewithal to, to lead that movement, you are being the change that you want to see in the world. But that first starts with the person in the mirror and you becoming truly self-reliant uh, and ruling yourself. You are the savior you've been looking for. Um, this, this parallel society can truly only exist if there is people that share our ideology and philosophy. And so far, so good. There is so many of you guys, and I'm just over the moon of how much, um, how many people are ready for this. And that just warms my heart and so grateful for everything that you guys have shown me in my work, um, helped me grow as an individual. And I think that's the name of the game. We're here to help you. And you are also at the same time helping us. And I know that's true for me. And I know that's probably true for you, huh? Very true. <laughs> So I'm going to give you guys the link here. If you want to go and add yourself to the community. Um, how do I go to the next slide, babe? Okay. So join the sacred anarchy society. If you go to sacredanarchy.org forward slash society, it will take you to a page where you can read all about uh, what we're doing inside of the this, this society. Um, and I look forward to meeting you and getting to know uh, all of your brilliance there soon. Any final words before we sign off, Chad? Oh, no, just another wonderful evening. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us. Sub subscribe and, and share with your friends that um, are looking for some, some more, uh, Deep talk. Some more talk. Yeah. Some more uh, avenues in, in their life. And um, as always, I own me, you own you, Agape. Until the next time. Good evening. <laughs>